You're listening to Shakespeare Virtual Theatre Company's Podcast Plays. On today's episode, The Banishment Room by Jackie Martin, featuring the voice talents of Sarah Kesman and Betsy Wetmore. Stay tuned after the play for an interview with his playwright, Jackie Martin. And now, The Banishment Room from Shakespeare Virtual Theatre Company's Podcast Plays. Now, right this way, there's a bathroom to your left, and over here's the supply closet, a water fountain. It usually works pretty well. And here's your office. And here's Amy. Hard at work as always, I see. Even taking lunch at your desk these days, Amy? I just find this work so rewarding, sir. It's hard to pull myself away. Right. Well, this is Deanna. It's Diane. Hi. So here's your desk, everything you'll need. I can't tell you how much we appreciate your willingness to volunteer for this new position. Oh, I didn't volunteer. I was told I was being reassigned. Yes, you're a real team player, Deanna. It's Diane. Of course. You'll have to forgive me. I'm terrible with names. I'll get it eventually. I've worked here for eight years. And we so appreciate your continued commitment to the team. Well, I'll leave you to it then. Have a great day, Deanna. It's... Have a good one. Um, Amy, I can't find my laptop. Am I supposed to sign one out somewhere or... Oh, this is my personal laptop. You don't need one for this job. You just stuff these envelopes and drop them off in the mailroom on your way out today. Stuff these envelopes? That's it? What do I do once I'm done? Do you have a book or something? Uh... No? I guess you can just hang out, but bring a book or something tomorrow. I don't mean to be rude, but I really need to finish this bit here. Hang out? (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't understand. Diane. It's Diane, right? Have you ever noticed other people being reassigned? Maybe one or two that you just sort of didn't see much afterwards? Yes, actually. Her name was Miranda. It was a few years ago. Oh, Miranda. She sat at that same desk you're sitting at right now. She didn't last long there. Maybe seven or eight months? Couldn't hack it, poor kid. Want some Rangoon? Couldn't hack stuffing envelopes? She just didn't have the constitution for it. Kept going on and on about wanting to feel valued and fulfilled by her work. Pacing around, muttering. Eventually started coming in late all the time, looking like she just rolled out of bed. A real mess. A few times she just didn't show. They eventually had enough of a file on her to let her go. It's unfortunate how many people just completely fall apart after a while. You sure you don't want some of these? I'm not hungry just now. How long have you been working down here? Twelve years. Twelve years? Of stuffing envelopes? There used to be a little bit more to do, but a lot has been automated. And truthfully, I only stuff as many envelopes as I need to, you know, to look busy. I spend the rest of the time working on my novel. We don't have signal down here, but I can work offline. It's fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, would I prefer to win millions of dollars and never have to work again? 
Sure, of course I would. But if I have to work, I show up, stuff a bunch of envelopes, and then get to writing. I've finished three books and a collection of poetry down here. The poems are all inspired by this very office, actually. The collection is titled Fake Flowers in the Banishment Room. I feel like it's on the brink of something big. Just needs to find the right audience that can understand. What's a banishment room? Diane, this is a banishment room. You've never heard that phrase? What about boredom room? Never. Oh, God. Okay. If they want you out of the company, but they don't want to fire you, they send you here. They make the conditions just good enough to be legal, and they give you menial, mindless work in the hopes that you'll give up and quit. Or, in Miranda's case, stop following the rules so they can fire you without consequence. That's ridiculous. No one wants me to quit. And yet, here you are. It has to be a mistake. Uh, no offense or anything. I'm glad you like your whole thing you've got going down here. But I worked way too hard to spend my days doing something an eight-year-old could do. No, I'm sure I can work it out with HR. You can try if that will make you happy. Oh, I'll do more than try. This was my first job out of college. I started off in the damn call center. Even that had more responsibility than whatever this is supposed to be. I spent my days getting screamed at, sworn at over the phone by people who were pissed off that someone rear-ended their precious Mercedes. I kept a smile plastered on my face. I never once complained, and I worked my ass off all the way up to underwriting. Very impressive. Don't do that. Don't patronize me. You don't know me. I'm an asset, Amy. I'm competent. I, I, I can adapt. I get good performance reviews. I always have clients filling out surveys about how helpful I am. I've been an, a, a model employee. Better than that. I gave up half my honeymoon last year because they needed all hands on deck after the data breach. You did? Why? I... I don't know. I just... God, why did I do that? I guess I felt like I had to, like I was being a team player. So typical. You give your all and what do you get for it? Nothing. Less than nothing. I thought it would make me more valuable. Like, like I'd be seen as a leader. Someone who actually gives a crap about this stupid company. Shouldn't that make me more valuable? That's why I haven't given 100% in years. I hover around 30% and they still haven't fired me. It doesn't make sense. I haven't done anything wrong. Just last week, I met with Mr. Billings, and he was so nice, and he... Oh. oh, God! What? What are you remembering? Did you do something bad? No, I, I'm wrong. It, it can't be. What did you do? I... I got pregnant. Oh, no. I'm pregnant. I told him just last week. That's it. That's what it is. It has to be. They wouldn't. 
They wouldn't fire me for being pregnant. They can't fire you for getting pregnant. They can reassign you to the banishment room and hope you quit. Why would they do that? It's just a pregnancy. It's the end of the road, Diane. That's how they see it. You'll be missing work, morning sickness, doctor's appointments, not to mention maternity leave. You'll be more absent-minded. You might make mistakes. You'll care less about the job now that there's a baby. But that's, that's sexist. Of course it is. They can't possibly think that. Of course they do. Well then, I'll just go up there and explain that it's not true. I'll explain that I'm committed, that I want to work. Or? Or what? Or you could adapt. You said you were flexible. No, no, this is different, right? I mean, it's insulting and wrong. I'll sue them. I mean, sure, you could do that. But think of the expense. What they're doing is legal. Unethical, maybe, but legal. And they have a whole team of attorneys, Diane. Do you have that? Besides, if you go storming up there, they'll see that they're getting to you. Take my advice. Just relax. You'll be fine. I mean, you'll get used to sleeping down here eventually. <sighs> I'm kidding. Jeez. You get to keep your same hours as always. Look, I know it's insulting. I get it. But if you really think about it, sure, it's a bullshit job, but is it such a bad gig? We're basically left to do what we want. Bring your, you know, your baby books or knitting or whatever you like to do. Keep a journal. Start writing poetry like I did. It's very cleansing. Listen, I've had lots of people come through this office, but I can already tell you're the one who's going to last. I don't want to last. This is humiliating. So stick it to them. They want you out, so dig your heels in. Twelve years ago, they tried to fire me because they got wind that I was going to have to take FMLA to care for my dad. When I started talking compensation, they changed their tune and sent me down here. It was Billings' idea, actually. He made himself out to be a hero, like he had saved my job and got me reassigned so I wouldn't have to be around my old boss. I hated it at first. I felt the same way you do right now. But you know what I did? I sat my ass in this seat and made myself comfortable. I show up right on time every day, not a minute early or late, and leave at the exact moment my workday is over. I take all of my paid vacation and sick days, I do just enough to keep my job, and the rest of the time I take for myself. I have three teenagers at home. Did I tell you that? They drive me nuts. Nuts. Fighting, talking back. They smell bad and eat everything in sight. And they need things. All the time. This is my me time. I have a yoga mat in here. I read. I let the creative juices flow. I, I don't know. What's the alternative? You quit? You leave voluntarily with no package, no benefits, no unemployment. They get what they want and you have to find a new job if you can find someone that'll hire a pregnant woman. And then who knows if they'll offer maternity leave. Just trust me. Glide through the next step. 
how far along are you? Three and a half months. Oh, you're golden. Glide through the next six months and then you'll have three months off. The leave policy isn't bad either. You'll at least get paid something while you're out and you can use that time to look for a new job if you want. But I'm telling you, after 12 weeks with little to no adult interaction, changing diapers and getting peed and puked on, waking up every hour and being treated like a human milk factory, you're gonna want your me time too. And I'll be right here waiting for you. Okay, let's do it. Screw them all, right? Hell yes. Stuff about 50 of these through the course of the day. I have some magazines in here if you want to borrow any. Snacks are in the drawer. We'll take turns restocking. Well, that I can handle. I like you. This is going to work out. Welcome to the office, Diane. To a long and unproductive career. You have just heard The Banishment Room by Jackie Martin on Shakespeare Virtual Theatre Company's Podcast Plays. The Banishment Room featured the vocal talents of Sarah Kesman as Diane and Betsy Wetmore as Amy. Now, stay tuned for an interview with the playwright Jackie Martin here on Shakespeare Virtual Theatre Company's Podcast Plays. All right, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You have just heard The Banishment Room by Jackie Martin. And here with me now is the playwright herself, Jackie Martin. Thank you so much for being with us, Jackie. Thanks so much for having me and for producing The Banishment Room. Oh, it was my pleasure. So this is, uh, as audiences may know, uh, if they have been with uh, listening to our shows for a while, we did a show of yours um about a year or so ago a short one act play during the pandemic plays which was a very dramatic piece uh and this one is certainly uh much more lighthearted and comedic um so it just shows what a great range you have uh, as a writer but one of the things that uh, i particularly really enjoyed about it is it, it feels a little satirical to me in in the best of ways you know it feels like it's making a commentary on uh women in the workplace um, as well as other things of that nature so what inspired you to write the banishment room it was this something that um like you had heard about or it happened to you or or what so it sort of came from a few different places um at the time that i wrote it i was working in a job in a corporate industry which i uh am no longer part of okay but at the at the time um i was there i witnessed and experienced um you know inequity um for in in multiple ways but it wasn't something that, that, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily what initially inspired it. What inspired it was actually just that I hated the job. <laughs> and yet somehow, um, based on what my, my dad has called my pesky sense of responsibility, mm. just worked really hard at it. And as a result, kept getting more and more responsibility. So um, I used to joke with a friend there that I would be perfectly fine um, being sent to one of those basement rooms like Milton in office space yes. and that I kind of wished that I had taken that that uh, that track uh -huh. um, and it sort of came out of this 
um, joking fantasy that we used to talk about, about being, you know, just kind of left alone in a room to do mm. some menial work. Right. Um, knowing, however, that that actually wouldn't be okay for me. So I, at the same time, heard a couple different things. I heard about these actual practices of banishment rooms or boredom rooms that do exist. Oh. Um, and uh, not always by that name. I believe the name actually originated in Japan, but there are stories about companies kind of sending workers to do these really menial jobs um, instead of letting them go. Right. And also, um, I was um, later on during kind of a revision process, had read a book about um, BS jobs that how, you know, we really don't want to do these. It's actually called bullshit jobs, uh -huh. but it, it, it's all about how people aren't actually fulfilled by these kinds of jobs and that people want to do fulfilling work. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, so uh, I sort of see myself in both characters. Like I'm more okay. of a Diane, but I want to be the Amy and sure. the inequity part of it kind of came through later when I was sort of, um, it kind of came through more organically and, and during rewrites. That's great. I, I had no idea that they were like real things. So that's, that's mm -hmm. news to me. I just thought it was kind of this like alternate universe kind of, you know, taking a, taking a joke to its, its full potential. Um, I think they're technically illegal now, but I'm yeah. sure it still happens in some way or another. In some way. And it yeah, goes on set. Absolutely. So as I said earlier, you, uh, we did a show of yours before. As a playwright, I'm curious. You know, I, I have uh, written a few things myself. You've written m much more and, and much higher quality than I would ever write. But uh, one thing that I always like to ask fellow playwrights is how has the COVID period sort of uh, either engaged you to write more or has it hindered you to write more? Um, and I guess I could also follow that up with um, now that you have probably seen a few of your shows done through the virtual medium, how has that, you know, uh, come across to you? How, how have you enjoyed that type of um, product? The, I mean, the pandemic has certainly affected me in different ways at the beginning when um, everything shut down. So I mentioned I'm no longer in the corporate world. I'm now a teacher. And so when school first shut down and we weren't really sure what was happening, I actually did use the time to write quite a bit more um, than I had been finding time for. So uh, in the first, I would say from March to about August of 2020, I did quite a lot of writing um, a lot of it crap. And then some of it ended up, I ended up revising and, and found things I liked. Um, as things went on and as the 2020 school year started, mm -hmm. it got a lot harder. Um, time-wise, you know, time-wise definitely harder, but with the teaching in that, in that way, uh, we were in a hybrid model. And also I started grad school. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I say a lot that I feel like it broke my brain a little. Um, I think that that was a factor. And I think just the longer that COVID went on and the longer that, that it seemed that things were not kind of getting better and you'd see things happening around the country and even you know, in your own neighborhood that were really disheartening. Um, it, it got a lot harder. So it's been a, quite a while since I really wrote something new. Mm -hmm. Um, other than things that I have to write for school. Sure. So, 
Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Um, I feel like I'm starting to get it back a little bit mm-hmm. um, now that I'm getting into more of a routine with the new school year. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's rough. And then as far as Zoom, I mean, I am all about Zoom theater. I think that it's come a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that I've been able to make connections with people in different parts of the country and I've been able to see performances and, and meet actors and directors that I would never have met before. Yeah. Um, not just the Zoom, but also pe- more people are live streaming, more people are doing these podcast plays. Yeah. So, you know, it's not ideal. I would love to be in a theater with everyone, but I don't necessarily think it's, um, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I, I think that especially for things like development and readings and um, kind of making connections that can be a really valuable tool. Excellent, excellent. You had talked about how, you know, you had gone through um, some revisions of this or how you had, you know, started writing it at one point and then kind of saw it from a different angle at a later point. How do you know as a playwright? Because this is always something that's kind of difficult for me when I'm writing. Um, When you know that, you know, a script is as done as it can be, that uh, it's ready to kind of go out there into the world and be seen, or in this case, heard by um, audiences. And um, sure, you can always go back and, you know, continue to touch it up and then uh, kind of re-release it as it were. But uh, is, is there something that, you know, lets you know that you can set this baby free? I don't know that I ever really feel 100% sure that something's done. I don't know that I need to feel that way in order to send things out. Um, what I do like to do is hear it out loud at least once. Sure. Um, whether that's with uh, just friends or I'm part of a writing group um, that, it, that I just want to hear it out loud and get some feedback from people who know what they're talking about and who you know will be honest with me. Mm-hmm. And based on that, if a lot, most of the time, the feedback that I get, I agree with, or it's something I hadn't thought of and I want to explore. And if I get feedback and I think hmm, that's interesting, but it's not where I was going, then I, I trust that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like once I've, most of the time, if I've heard it at least once and gotten some feedback, I'm confident enough to at least start sending it out there because I think the only way you can know if something is, is done is to see it done. Um, or to get feedback. I'm very open. I tell directors often like, hey, if something's not working, if something feels clunky, please reach out to me. I want to know. I want to fix it with you. Um, Because I think that that's, it's a living, breathing thing. And it's not necessarily um, going, things aren't going to come up until it it gets on its feet. Um, So, and then other than that, it just becomes a feeling. There are plays where I feel like mm, I can send it out, but I know that like, maybe it's not a hundred percent there and things are going to come up. And there's other ones that I think of, and I just, I don't think there's anything else I want to say. I think it accomplishes what I want to accomplish. Great. Yes. So, and uh, you know, <laughs> it's the hardest thing. It is. It's sometimes it's just that feeling that you get. I totally, I totally know where you're coming from there. And as far as my feedback goes, obviously, I love this play. I love all of the stuff that you write because we've done it before. Hopefully we can do more in the future and the audience listening out there, I'm sure they're going to you know, eat it up too. So Jackie, thank you so much for writing The Banishment Room, for speaking with us today. And uh, I hope that that um, writing 
uh, that writing zest comes back to you soon because uh, it's it's a definite wonderful addition to to theater. So thank you for that. Thanks very much. That's very kind. You've been listening to Shakespeare Virtual Theater Company's podcast plays with today's episode, The Banishment Room by Jackie Martin. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to be updated for the latest episodes. If you think you have a script that would make a good podcast play, we would love to read it. Visit www.jakespearevtc.com slash submit. We'll be back next week with another episode of Shakespeare Virtual Theatre Company's podcast plays. Thanks for listening.